look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popwich. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Faisal. How are you? We got a good show today. Well, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna talk about should you be able to take money from your RSPs to help your kids buy a house? Yeah. Gonna look at that proposal. I mean, we'll, we'll talk to the man who wrote the book. How much can I spend in retirement? A very interesting piece that's gonna be. Okay. And we're gonna get a uh, get the gift of better financial advice this year by following. Some tips when you talk to your advisor. So we're going to give you some ideas about things you should be talking about, asking what you should expect, um, uh, you know, both in terms of doing and getting, right? It's not yeah. a one-way street. Correct. And expectations. I think you, you kind of measure that. So let's, let's kind of go jumping into this, this market that we have. Sure, because there's a bunch of things we can talk about today. Lots of questions we've had about different things. You can talk about tax reform. We can talk about in Canada the U.S., Right. And expectations. We had a great conversation with a listener of the show who, who kind of laid out um, his financial situation and basically said he is not uh, dependent on the money he's investing. Mm-hmm. 100% of it to live up. He does take draws from it for his lifestyle uh, ad hoc. Okay. It's not an ongoing reoccurring uh, requirement. But he wants to increase the risk now. And you you yelled out in the middle of the conversation that we had with this, this lad, <laughs> FOMO, FOMO. And I thought you were swearing at him, but you weren't. You were saying fear of missing out or F-O-M-O, FOMO, fear of missing out. From your perspective, because you're the you know you're the risk off kind of guy, yeah. um, what what were your thoughts about you know just how people are are seeing record highs in the states, marijuana stocks doing what they're doing, Bitcoin's doing what it's doing, TSX has hit record. Mm. What should they be doing? Should they be jumping in now, or or what's the concern that you may have? So this is behavioral finance stuff, right? Let's forget about the numbers for a second, but let me give you the last two years' experience. Um, for North American investors, right? So as a Canadian investor in 2016, you saw the TSX uh, was the best performing uh, index of the major indexes worldwide. Correct. So if you were a TSX investor, you were doing backflips, right? That was one year. Fast forward to the next year. Now, all we talk about on the news is the Dow or the S&P and the NASDAQ hitting record highs. Record highs. Yep. Every single day. Yep. Right? So for two years, people at reading, listening to the news, hear about record highs all over the place. And then they open their statements or they look at their portfolio and say, geez, I didn't get that, right? And so from a behavioral finance perspective, this client that you're referring to, and I, when I, I said, listen, here's what I think is happening. You're, you're experiencing this fear of missing out. And he said, absolutely I am, right? Which is good to, for him to acknowledge that. Right. Right, that's a key thing. Now the question is, should you have an expectation to participate in that? Right, because the conversation from a risk management, for a discipline, strategy perspective, whatever you want to call it, changes a little. So, is there an expectation, or is there a propensity for risk that would um, suggest that you, as an investor, are prepared to take a concentration risk bet? Meaning, are you prepared to sell everything, and from this point forward, bet on what you believe is going to be the best performing index for the next twelve months? 
Okay. Okay. And if you get it right, maybe you see these double-digit growth rates, which is fun, right? He said, yeah, I'd love to participate in that. And then we said, okay, but here's the downside on that. If you're wrong and you're down 20, 30, 40%, then what? Yeah, I can't take that. Okay. So this is pretty classic kind of investment behavior that we see, Faisal. These conversations concern me a little bit because you've got people who are otherwise disciplined, okay, have strong financial plans. They've got cash flow sufficient. They've won. They've won. Thank you. That's the way they've they've won. won the game. Now they want to put that at risk by making a big bet and not really thinking about the downside. Right, because they haven't experienced the downside for a very long, long time. time, and it may have been ten years. Mm-hmm. It might have been at the crash that was last time that they, they they experienced it. Right, but it's been a decade. Things are different now. Right, right. But when you ask every single person who wants to participate in the upside, what are the fundamentals that you feel are going to grow even more in the next twelve, twenty four months? There's still pessimism here. Yeah, there's still conservative viewpoints here. So you, the stock market is a forward-looking mechanism of the economy, generally speaking. Correct. And so if individuals at this point in time are trying to put all their chips in and say, I'd like to take a wager, a bet, or an investment on the market, whichever one it may be, that from this point forward, it's going to be better, they might be right. right. But what are the risks that they could be wrong or be disappointed because the results we're not as good as they thought. Sure. Just know what you're getting into, right? This is the conversation. I want to take this down even a step further. I had another conversation um, this week, which was interesting. We, we have a lot of these these days. Dave, I want to invest in cannabis stocks. Yeah. Okay. So this is not a comment on the cannabis sector. This is not a, con- a comment on any cannabis stock at all. But the conversation kind of went like this. Dave, I've heard about this one stock, and it's going to go through the roof. So i got to have a piece of this. i got to get your advice. i gotta, I got to get on this. So I said to this client, I said, okay, interesting. I said, we talked a little bit about the company, and I said, um, how much are you prepared to lose? And he said, well, uh, I don't know, like 5000 bucks. Okay, 5000 bucks." So I said, "That's you've determined the amount that you'd be prepared to put in there, okay? We don't know if there's going to, we suspect there's going to be a cannabis market. We don't know who the winners and losers are going to be. If you take an individual stock bet, particularly the little juniors, right, microcap companies, there's an associated risk with that. So let's just assume, Mr. Client, that you're going to lose it all, and you're, you're comfortable with that. What's the number? Okay, we've established what you, can, what you can invest in that kind of a thing. Now, I said, what's the material impact? So $5,000 on this person's portfolio wasn't, wasn't material at all. You double it. doesn't matter. doesn't affect your lifestyle. It's not going to affect your portfolio, your long-term success rate, none of it. So I said, it's for show business. Okay? Entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, that's Okay. If, if that's the goal and objective, it's entertaining, you want something to look at every day, that's one thing. But I said for it to be material, you're going to have to take a 2.5% to 5% weight in a portfolio for it to be a meaningful position in a portfolio. Maybe maybe 1.5%, but it's going to have to be more than five grand for this person, right? Yep. Well, I'm not comfortable with that. All right. So it's entertainment. So now we've established what that, what that goal is. And I said to him, I said, again, I'm not commenting on the company. I'm not commenting on the, on the industry. But if you would be upset not being there, okay? a year from now, then maybe that's something you should consider doing, right? But if you're thinking that it's material to your overall plan, it's not. It's entertainment. And that's a behavioral finance thing again, right? People are, it's the fear of missing out. I got to be there. Okay, why? Right? 
And if it's entertainment, that's one thing. But if you think that it's a material part of, you know, how are you positioning in this, this in your portfolio and for what outcome? But it's, it, it's interesting how some industries get a lot of exposure. Like right now, it's, it's cryptocurrencies and cannabis. Um, some industries didn't get as much. Right. When we were up 300% on Netflix, we never got one phone call saying, why aren't we buying more Netflix? Right. When we were up 200% on Amazon, we never got a phone call saying, buy more Amazon. Yeah, no, it's true. Right. right. It's led by the press. I mean, people hear about this. But Their I'll, friends are all talking but about But I'll it. date myself when .com, all the rage was .com. It was the right. industry right. That, was, that was rolling. Or in energy, when energy stocks right. were, were roaring. Couldn't lose, right? You got to get in there. Right. Why aren't we part of that? Right. You know, what's the risk? Everybody's making money on that. So I think when it's a industry phenomenon, you start seeing a lot of people jumping in, um, either through their dollars or through their conversations. Um, but when it's a individual company by company basis, right? There's some stocks that we've made 90% for over the last three years and not a word from our clients I mean, on pretty basic boring on, stuff, but they're right? boring. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. They're boring yeah. stuff. And so you can still make money in boring right. without taking the high flying risk. Right. But understand why you're there, right? I think that's what's really important. We have this thing called suitability in our business, right? We have to make sure that investments are suitable for the client's objective, stage of life, financial capacity, all these different things. And I suggest that people start thinking in terms of that, right? Why? Why do I need to own this? Why do I want this? What's the, what's the reason? Where does this go into my portfolio? Because we see collections. People call portfolios things, and we look at them. We say, hey, this is just a good collection of ideas you know, over time, yeah, right? This was a good idea then, and this was a good idea then, and, and, and that's not a portfolio, right? So it's, these are interesting conversations. What's really interests me, Faisal, is that we're getting a lot of it, right? It's more and more. That's, um, you know, everybody is, needs to be in these spaces. And I mean, that's partly the press, right? We report on this stuff all the time, but it gets lots of press. Um, don't get sucked into that, okay? I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying go back to your goal, your objectives, your strategy, and the suitability of those investments. And if you do that, that discipline will protect you. Yeah, we you, talked about this last week day with fun money, or we, I called it dumb money, yeah. right? You, you have a dumb money account and, and do what you got to do. So I get that. I think there's, uh, the key thing here now is when are you, I have to acknowledge, do you fear of missing out or this is a, a key part of your investment strategy going forward? Right. Yeah, good right? point. And have a conversation about that. Okay, listen, we've, we've belabored that point long enough. We've got a seminar coming up, and we're going to be talking about strategy, bulletproofing your retirement, how to profit and protect in these markets. Yeah, a five-pillar investment strategy approach is there to design to help you grow during your retirement. We're going to discuss that on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seat, so give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. After the break, we're going to hear about a proposal to be able to take money from your RRSP to help your kids buy a property. I don't know. Is that a good idea? Stick around. You're on 770 CHQR and more than money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.